Welcome to Reality Tea Times 2, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Tanika, and today we're going to be discussing episode 7 of Love is Blind. And again, Sharon is with me for this episode, so we'll jump into that in just a few moments, but usually we don't do anything on top of the episode, but I do want to do a few announcements, um, uh, you know, just so you're, you know, everyone's aware of what's going on, and this is the most recent one that I'm doing that uh, I can do all of this on. So, number one. Before the 90 days is coming. I know that is very, very late at this point. We're jumping into a new season, but I am working on that and I'm hoping to have that to you by at this point. Probably not until say maybe Monday. I'm hoping Monday, but it might be Tuesday. Um so there's that. Next. The other way, and that's resort obviously very late with that one, but because those are two hour shows, I'm going to combine them with this week's episodes. So you'll get both of those in one episode. Um, so we'll, we'll do it that way. Um, and, um, what else do I have to tell you guys? Yes. So, um, like I mentioned, we do have Merit at First Sight coming October 18th. So we will be um, covering that. F-Boy Island is starting on October 16th. And I look, by the looks of things, we're getting two episodes of that on October 16th. So you'll get that. Um, so that's next week. So you'll get that next week. And then Family Chantel. I haven't talked about Family Chantel, but I know it's coming. And I know it looks absolutely incredible. And I'm excited for it. So season, I'm sure season we're on, season five. Yeah, season five, which is the final season. That's coming on November 6th. We're fucking covering it. I'm so excited. The trailer was incredible. So, yes, we will be covering that. So, that's pretty much it. I think that's all I needed to discuss. I'm going to be putting these dates in my calendar so that I can keep up. Because <laughs> I keep forgetting what's what and what's coming when. And Anyway, so we're going to have a busy week with that. So, because we're going to be having a busy week and because I still have a day job that I have to also focus on, um, some things are probably going to be late Fboy Island might be one episode with two, if that's how it's going to be done. This is what I can see. So, and then when it comes to Married at First Sight, we'll see because I don't really care about the, I don't care about the wedding dress and the suit shopping and all of that. I don't care about any of that. That's not why you're and that's not why I watch. I want the drama. So we'll see how that's going to be set up. I might be skipping a week. We'll see though, but we'll see. Um, but, um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for the announcements. We'll jump into Love is Blind with Sharon right now. Uh, 
Okay, so today we're going to be talking episode seven of Love is Blind. And of course, I have Sharon here with me again. Hi, Sharon. Hi, glad to be back. (laughs) So we're mainly going to talk episode seven, but we will talk a little bit about the the big things that happened in episode six um, before we get into it. So Taylor and JP. Now, I talked a long time about Taylor and JP and how that turned out. I was very much, he is an asshole because of this whole makeup thing. Um, And I'm curious, what do you think? I feel like the whole makeup thing, I don't, it caught me by surprise yeah i was like where the heck is this coming from because he it's not even something that he spoke about in the confessionals um Mm-mm. but interesting because once like he made that comment and they were having that conversation and i was like thinking back and i'm like oh it is interesting that you know he he did comment about her lashes during the meeting like that little like first meet mm-hmm. and then yeah. He comments about like, oh, her face, like her freckles and stuff. But I was like, oh yeah, like, you know, he's just like saying she's pretty. But then he's bringing up the fact that like, yeah, you're wearing, first of all, to even say to someone like, like, I understand he was saying, oh, like, you know, like people would like to hear that, like, you are beautiful without makeup. But it's the tone that this guy is saying this and what he's implying from that comment that is getting Taylor upset rightfully so which is that like you're hideous with makeup you're fake with makeup and like you should just be bare face and like that's how i prefer you and that's how you always should should be is how he's coming across basically like jp do you not see your sense of style like you like you weren't you know mr fashionista like either but she's totally fine with you only wearing wet red white and blue you know, that's the thing. I get that's kind of what I said too. It's like your only fashion sense is anything that's America. Like that's basically it. Yeah. You have none. And, and I also like said, like, has there ever not been a time when you're with a woman and she has to wear makeup? Like mm-hmm. it's impossible to me to think that you never been with a woman who doesn't at some point has had to put on makeup. Cause like, again, I've mentioned not a huge makeup person, you know, I don't wear makeup like mm-hmm. on a regular basis, but I have had to wear makeup at some point. And I'm sure there's a lot of women who maybe don't wear makeup on a regular basis, but have had to wear makeup. Have you never come across this, sir? And I also mentioned as well that like, I wonder if there is, a, this goes a lot deeper than his issue with makeup and that this is more about like again this is the same guy who talked about his mom how she was horrible to his sisters in particular and i wonder if this is kind of like he equates this to well my mom would wear makeup when she goes out and she becomes a different person than who she is when she's home she's fake outside of the home but she's quote unquote her real self in the home and i wonder if like this goes so deep with his hatred for makeup mm-hmm. and it has to do with his mom 
like I said, kind of like the Ed Kempers of the world who hate their mother and have to create the substitute for their mother. Now, I did say I went too dark with Kemper because it didn't just end with substitutes for his mother. And if you, I don't know if you know the story of Ed Kemper, but like that, like it goes a lot deeper with him. But that, that's mm-hmm. kind of what I put it to. I'm like, you hate your mother mm-hmm. and hate women who wear makeup. But I think just in general, I think he just hates women really and truly. That's how I felt. And I, I said, like, I need to revise my predictions because I was (laughs) way off. Uh, You actually make a really good point with that, though, because I completely forgot his background story. Um, And that could, that could really be it because that could also be why he's like super awkward or super like quiet when it comes to like them talking or he might just feel like that shift when the camera's around versus like when it's not around. Um, I don't think he's quiet. I mean, I think he was quiet. Yes. With her in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think he's actually quiet. I think because he's uncomfortable because God forbid mm-hmm. she wore makeup and he couldn't get himself out of that. I don't think he knows how to regulate his emotions. But then like, even when she was like, even in like the, the whole like resort trip, he wasn't talking at all. And she wasn't wearing makeup. No, but I think he was just, his maturity level isn't there. So I think he's just so still in that moment of, she wears a lot of makeup. At, you know, maybe she's not wearing makeup right now, but she's wearing a lot of makeup at that time. And he's still, he can't let that go. Kind of like he said, like, she can't let go that they had awkward moments. He can't mm-hmm. let go that she wore makeup that one time. And he That's can't regulate his emotions to kind of be like, okay, let me talk to her about this. Let me word this in such a way. And then for him to then say like, oh, women would be so happy that I'm saying something like this. No, sir, you're not saying the right things. Yeah. I you're not. He's so wild. Yeah. You're not saying, like you said in the beginning, you look beautiful with or without makeup. You're just saying you look like trash when you wear makeup. Mm-hmm. No one wants to hear that. So much for love is blind. <laughs> and that's the other part I said. I'm like, you've completely ruined the experiment because this is supposed to be about not what someone looks like, but the connection you have. And you completely botched the experiment. Yeah. But so those are our thoughts on JP and Taylor. They're donezo, as I mentioned. Um, but in my last episode, but we're kind of just going to go a little bit into episode six with Uche and Aaliyah. Cause that's kind of where we end off on that episode and that carries into the seventh one. So what are your thoughts here about them even meeting up to begin with? Because he was very fucking rude to her in the fifth episode about, I don't want to talk to her anymore. I'm done. I don't want to talk to her ever again. Yeah. But your guys are meeting up right now. So like, what's going on here? I mean, listen, emotions are heightened. It makes sense that I feel like we can't really be mad at him for being upset because homegirl left, you know, like they're both, they both have their faults. Um, And so I like, honestly, like, I'm glad that phone call happened, but like, I was surprised it happened. I thought like, we're just going to have like a face to face rather than like just a phone call. Mm -hmm. But I, obviously i knew that's not the end like 
like they were definitely gonna meet up um and i'm glad it happened yeah and i mean even when it comes back to that song conversation while there was still like while he was still in the pods yeah i understood that he was angry and he was upset Mm -hmm. and i didn't agree with her dipping i didn't actually because if why i don't know but this is the person you wanted to be with Mm -hmm. so why couldn't you just say to him i need to speak to him you know you may or may not know a proposal is going to happen right now but Mm -hmm. i need to talk to him i have this situation with lydia i just need to talk to him you could have done that instead of basing it on the fact that lydia said no fuck him i don't want him Mm -hmm. first of all why did you make that comment to her in the first place that's inappropriate like she was trying to get a re i think she was like i think she like she low-key was still upset about the fact that lydia shared so much information and that is okay that was like her then, like clap back yeah but but that, that's okay backfired <laughs> yeah that's okay to be upset about it i would be too but then the grown-up thing to do i feel is end that friendship and be done with mm-hmm. it Mm-hmm. so don't 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 deal with it no more instead yeah. you dipped on not only the friendship but then this relationship you want to have with him that's not the way to do things i didn't agree with it however i do think she made the right decision in the end of the day because this guy's asshole in my opinion because mm-hmm. it's not the fact that he's upset i don't care be upset that's fine but it's what he says you say to her you had one more day, you know, you, yeah. you could have stayed one more day or you left because of an argument you had with my ex. If you can't handle being with my ex, then like, how are we going to work? Motherfucker, what are you talking about? First of all, it's not just one day. You guys are going to see each other again because that's how the show works. Yeah, but he, then she will have his support. And you're not just going to be alone with her. I understand that. But yes, you would have that support. But at the same time, like, I mean, I've been in situations where it's like, even when you have that person's support, you still don't feel like you have that person's support. And really, truly, he's not supporting her. He's not supporting her. He's making it about him. You never even gave him the opportunity to support her. Mm. He... I mean, no, I think, I think he would have had her back for sure. Mm-mm, mm-mm. The consensus, again, <laughs> I listen to all the podcasts that cover the show. I the know. consensus across the board is this guy is a narcissist. Narcissists are incapable of thinking about anybody else but themselves. That's just, that's just how it is. So okay, listen, I think he had a good perception of like what this experiment is about and he, like, even like their one-on-one conversation where they had at dinner, um, you know, he 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 brought up good points, and she also brought up good points in which that they could both like work towards. Like, I don't think they're like, I don't think he's a terrible person. I don't think she's mm-hmm. a terrible person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. Okay, listen, we all know, we all know. I give a lot of it. I I do have um ah. Uh, I, I know sometimes I could be wrong. I know sometimes you reality queens sometimes see it in a clearer v- vision than I do. However, I still feel like 
it's not a terrible person. Because a lot of the things he's saying, I'm like, yeah, this is valid. Yes, this is valid. Yeah, I'm like, but it's not about the fact that he's making valid points. I agree with you. He is at times yeah. making valid points, but it's how he delivers those valid points. And you have to read in between the lines with narcissists. Listen, I, I've luckily enough never dated a narcissist. Yeah. But my best friend, Mm -hmm. I think she has nothing but narcissists in her life, unfortunately. And the traits that I see with the people that she's had in her life versus this guy, they're the same. And I think, I think there's a fine line. You know, I'm not, I'm not Mm -hmm. invalidating your experience though, because you probably have more experience in, figuring out the signs than I do for sure. Mm-hmm. But there is a fine line. And I know like, like if, cause like at one point, like if someone's like super vulnerable or like, you know, like is compassionate, some people are going to be like, Oh my God, it's so manipulative just because like they don't like the person. I'm not saying that's you, but I'm just saying there is a fine line. And I just don't think the line has been breached yet in in the current circumstances in which we are talking however i my opinion does change as we move along this podcast episode okay of what happens later great, but based <laughs> but based on right now what we know mm-hmm. i was still like mm, great points mm, beautiful um not beautiful but more so like i could understand your perception and then i also understood her perception but also thought like I like I was like, hey girl, yes. Like when she said I had to make that selfish decision, I was like, that's very hard. Good for you. However, in these circumstances, was it really like I think that it 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 shouldn't have been a selfish decision because you're you're there for you're there with your other person that you're meant to love, and when you love someone like that, there has to be compromise. And I just feel like they don't know they haven't reached like a place where they know how to compromise. I think that's the issue. And I think even if you are at a place, like even for me and my relationship, I've been with a person for how long now? Yeah. There are times, yes, where you need to compromise and think of the other, but then mm-hmm. there are times where you should be selfish. And I made mm-hmm. mistakes of that in mm-hmm. my previous relationship. Yeah. Where I was never, so I wasn't selfish. It was always, he needs something. I would push aside what I needed mm-hmm. for him. And that yeah. wasn't great either. It's not the way to yeah. go. So there are points in time where you need to be selfish. Yeah. And I think So I'm glad she has that like yeah. and, like that like acknowledgement. Like sometimes yeah. I gotta be selfish, sometimes there's compromise. I just think in in that scenario, it was more of a compromise scenario than a selfish scenario. Yeah. And I do think again, like because for whatever reason, like I said, she's chosen this person. Yeah. And I think with that being said is you can't punish him mm-hmm. for what Lydia is saying. Mm-hmm. He has no control over what Lydia is saying here. Yeah. And so like, for that reason, I'm like, you shouldn't be dipping. But again, for him to kind of be like, I think the for me, the comment that he made in that moment of, if you can't handle being around my ex and you were probably never going to work. So that's the prerequisite. I have to be able to be around your ex. I think the fuck not. No, I I agree. I think, I think that line, there was a, I'm, I'm getting a bit blurred because love is blurry as they Mm -hmm. say, 
um, there was a line during that phone call where I was like, oh, hey, that's calm down, you know, and I think it might have been that one, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I'm but, like, wait, what? You know, and I you can't you can't hold a person for being angry. Like there's so many times where I probably see things where oh, we all do. Yeah. It's just do, that they're being watched. Just because this person is so, you can tell, very analytical. Yeah. Lawyers tend to be very analytical because yeah. of that. And he seems so calculated in the things that he has said mm-hmm. up until this point. Mm-hmm. This wasn't a slip of the tongue because he's mad. He knew exactly what he was doing while he was doing it. With saying what he was saying. He mm-hmm. knew what he was saying. So I I don't buy for a second that one minute you're very calculated, even when you're upset in what you say. And in this moment, you're no longer calculated because you're that because you're upset. I don't buy it. I think he knew what he was doing. Yeah, I don't know though. I mean, yeah, yes, I like that hundred percent. That could be true. But then what are you, what are you gonna get from saying like, oh, you need to like you can't handle my ex. We you can't handle the real world. Like I think what he's implying is like. It's, it's not the particulars of like, oh, it's the X, but it's like, okay, we take the X out of the equation and we have something else that's tough to go through. Are you going to do the exact same thing and run? That's not what he said. Oh, well, obviously he didn't say it in all those terms, but I think he's just implying that. Again, benefit of the doubt. Again, silly Sharon. Mm. I get it. <laughs> I'm probably going to eat my words in like no. the next episode. But I- I can't, you can't give people like him the benefit of the doubt. They don't, maybe, they're not allowed to have trying it. to protect my fellow lawyer. You know, maybe it's just the lawyer connection. Okay. okay so are you trying to compare <laughs> him to like, yes, the lawyers are great. Are we trying to compare like him to, you know, who won't say his name. You're going to compare the two. Cause I don't think he's a narcissist by any means. <sighs> right. That's, and they're both lawyers and they're saying. Yeah, I, I mean, I know. Okay, listen, but listen, Tanika, listen. My opinion does change. Okay. The more we talk about this episode. Okay. So, yes, let's let's continue with this. Anyways, I guess how this conversation ended. Like, what's your, do you think that, that first of all, do you think that's actually how the conversation ended between Aaliyah and uh, Uche? I mean, that's how it looked like it ended. <laughs> Because I saw the reason why I'm asking is because like, like, you know how the more they're having that conversation and she's again, just bringing up why she left. And then he's just like, you know, he makes a good point. You're separating the experiment from, uh, from like, uh, and us when it's like actually together and like they just see it a little bit differently. Um, but anyways, uh, and then, you know, she was just like, Oh, I do want to try. And then, you know, he was like, Oh yeah, but, you blocked me, you messaged me, you deleted, you blocked me, I have to wait two days. That also, I'm like, girl, you messy. But anyways, it's fine. Yeah, that, that. Right? Um, and, and again, I want to put this out here too. Mm-hmm. The, the fact that she thought, let me leave the pods, mm-hmm. but I still want to pursue your relationship oh. with him. Yeah. What? Huh? <laughs> that I'm like, okay, but wait, wait, wait. You left the pods 
if you want to continue to pursue the, the relationship with him. And this is the thing I have to agree with him on. He's like, but our relationship started in the pods. Mm-hmm. Our relationship at that point was the pods. Mm-hmm. And you left. So I did have to agree with him on that. And I'm just like, if you wanted to pursue this, then you should have yeah. stayed. Yeah. It's like she wanted to have her cake and eat it too. And that's, mm-hmm. that, that, I didn't like that. No. And I'm like, and I'm watching her. I'm like, okay, you're all over the place. Yeah. You don't yeah, she is. know what you want here. No. And then for her to do this back and forth thing, yes, of you get, he gets like, I can't even get home before you are like friending me on Instagram. And then you are blocking me or you're sending me a voice note, but then deleting it before mm-hmm. I can even listen to it. Mm-hmm. He's like, I literally just have to sit here and wait for, for 48 hours to be able to talk to you. Yeah. And that is, that is messy. That's, mm-hmm. that's the definition of messy. Oh my God. I'd be so embarrassed if I was her and he I just like, air that to the public. <laughs> like Me too. But again, the thing is, it's like, I don't like him, but at the same time, <laughs> I'm like, but I get that. Like that's, yeah. yeah. That's a little messy. Um. But uh, what I saw online, but I didn't fact check. So this could be entirely incorrect mm-hmm. um, because like, you know, the editing world is so advanced, even for a lay person. And there was a Q&A and like Uche was doing the Q&A on his Instagram. And then mm-hmm. someone asked like, oh, like, why didn't you give Aaliyah a second chance or something? Mm-hmm. Um and then he replied, has that whole, like, uh, like whatever he said at the end, like, what, we're not going to get together, or, or I don't want to be, or this is the end of us. Like, I don't want to be with yeah, you. Yeah, this is over. Yeah. Yeah, this is over. Um, it was a complete sound bite or something like that. Like, it was like, he never really said those words. Um, and they actually ended that dinner or that lunch, brunch, whatever. Uh, agreeing to give it a second shot however i didn't fact check to see whether his instagram actually had that q a up i just saw it on twitter and then someone screenshotted it um so he's trying to say that someone like i know there's a term for that like ghost clipping or whatever it's called yeah that's what he or phantom clipping that's what he's saying is happening here uh like yeah like the editors did that and then that also i mean i know there's more to the meeting with um, like with everybody, the whole cast. Um, why isn't Aaliyah there then? Why wasn't Aaliyah there? And you guys are back together. Mm-hmm. We see Johnny, we see Chris, which I mean, we'll maybe, get to that in a minute. Maybe, <laughs> maybe she wasn't there because she's like, I don't want to deal with Lydia right now. Like, I, it's just too soon. Maybe because I'd respect that. He does confront Lydia. So yeah. maybe he does say, listen, let me go. Mm-hmm. You say here, mm-hmm. let me confront Lydia without mm-hmm. you being there. And let me talk to Milton or whatever. Let me do that. Let me deal with it because you yeah. dealt with enough. Let me do yeah. it. Possible. Yeah. Yes. Possible. See, I love this optimism of yours. Yes. Uh-huh. See, he could be a good guy. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, I just fact checked to see if it's on his Instagram and it, it is. The question okay. was, why did you tell Aaliyah it was over? Was she not what you expected, look-wise? Mm. And then he wrote, 
the, quote, it's over between us, end quote, is a post-production soundbite. At lunch, we both forgave each other. We held hands and shared our first kiss. Then we agreed to date outside of the show. My question is then why didn't production just just show that? Like, are they going to create like a cutie situation again? Like, but it's not going to be nearly as good as that. Like, what's happening here? I'm confused as to why production wouldn't just show that. Um, uh, who knows? Who knows? Maybe like there's like, maybe Aaliyah's like, fuck this show. Maybe. I don't want to be in it. Like, and then, you know, they can't really show that they're together. I guess we'll have her and listen, after this episode, I'm so excited for the reunion because there's so many things that questions left behind that I need them to do a great, hopefully a great job this year to ask those questions that we don't necessarily have an answer to. Here's like the other thing too Mm -hmm. that we didn't talk about. Yes. When Aaliyah made the comment of, I don't know what she saw when she was at your house those three months ago. yeah. And kind of making that assumption that is kind of our mm-hmm. tinfoil hat theory over here yeah that lydia knew um mm-hmm. prior to um the show that he was going to be there and that she mm-hmm. went solely for him yeah so his reaction mm-hmm. to like kind of being like hell no that's not what happened kind of reaction he had and i said to myself but why not why are you so quick to say, no, it's not? But then kind of jumping ahead here, mm-hmm. he's clearly in that tinfoil hat theory when he mm-hmm. discusses it with Lydia. So maybe you are onto something. Maybe this is true, what he said, and that yeah. they are together and that yeah. she was able to have that conversation with him off camera and say, listen, this is yeah. what I think, especially when we're kind of hearing and I think he does tell Aaliyah this, so we'll get into it. All the different things that Lydia has done. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of how crazy she might be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that this isn't too far off the field. Uh, yeah. Field here. Like, come on. Yeah. Because, like, there was comments that she was making that, like, Aaliyah points out and also what we see. And, like, one of the things Aaliyah pointed out as well during that, um, theory um during their little lunch was she when they first entered the the pod and the experiment she was like she kind of like implied like oh like i I have a feeling like i'm gonna meet someone i know or see someone from my past or something like that Mm -hmm. and it's like okay she did that before she saw him or spoke to him and it's like okay and then also for you exactly like i'm girl sis sorry i'm I'm sure you don't have a third eye of all the people to give a third eye to like you you exactly and then and then for her i still can't get over this tinka how's my girl gonna be like i i heard his breath and i just knew it was him like okay that makes me so disgusted (laughs) like like what like nasses i'm sorry literally my mind goes to the you know the nasty oh, right? oh. <laughs> and I'm just yeah. like 
Oh, so you know how he sounds when he breathes mm-hmm. deep. Jesus Damn. Christ. Damn. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, even like I couldn't know my man's breath and, mm-hmm. you know, been with him for how long. And I wouldn't know his breath. <laughs> There's a level of psychopathy with this girl mm-hmm. if she just knows his breath. Come on. Come on. Come on. Like, so weird. It's, yeah, it's it's wild, man. But, but so yeah. the part that we're we're gonna get into now is like the things that he says to Aaliyah, because he did he definitely told her this too. Cause I remember thinking, okay, are you just saying these things to make Lydia look bad? But then later on we won't get into it, but the man comes with receipts. So he says to Aaliyah, listen, there's some stuff about Lydia that I didn't tell you because I didn't want you to have a bad view on her because you guys were friends, but she's not exactly who she is showing herself to be. He says, like, like you know, they got into arguments where she was lying about things. He, as we can see, he has an issue with people not being honest. and that kind of led them to breakups and in bad places and stuff like that. So we said she had a bad, she was in bad moments when we were together. She lost someone close to her, had passed away. Okay, so that's lining up because Lydia said the same thing. Didn't say that someone passed away, but said that she was in a dark place. Mm-hmm. And so that's lining up and said, you know, because of that, like they kind of got back together and he stayed with her. Maybe even though he maybe didn't want to stay with him, stay with her. So again, you're a fucking martyr, apparently. And stayed with her during that until she got back up on her feet. But then that's when we find out she was stalking other people's stories. Who mm-hmm. she thought was connected with him. Those women were coming to him saying, do you know this person? And then I guess showing screenshots of her viewing the stories. and. He says, like, that's what she was doing. She was also coming by my house, taking a picture of my house, sending it to me and saying, I see you. So you're thinking, oh, my God, is this girl a stalker? Either that or he's just trying to paint this mm-hmm. a picture of her. So you're you're listening to this and I'm thinking, oh, shit, I don't know what to think. What were you thinking at this point? Only at this point, we can't go further. What were you thinking at this point when he's telling her all of this? So when he was saying this, I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I was was taking it all in. Um, and even though, hmm, I feel, I can't even answer without, like, going back to that whole, like, like conversation that he has with Lydia after. But mm-hmm. initially, I was like, Oh my god, like this is a bit too much. Like I feel like there's no way that Lydia's psych evaluation came out clear for this show. But if all he's saying is correct. Yeah. So I mean, I I could I could I honestly took it with a grain of salt. Cause I'm like, okay, like I did believe like 90% of it, and then now I I only believe 60% of it. Um really? After this conversation with Lydia. Yes. 
Okay, we'll get there. But yes, to go to piggyback onto your thing where she where you said like, um, there's no way she would pass a psych eval if like if this was true. Mm-hmm. We have to remember about all of the crazy people. And again, I've listened to plenty of true crime stuff. Yeah, again, I go dark, but that's oh, yeah. annoying. But when we see like, I'm going to use that for Jeffrey Dahmer for example because that's the one that's in my mind right now. Mm-hmm. He had plenty of issues prior to his arrest, the final arrest that, you know, got him killed in prison, um, where he had to do psych evals, right? He had to do those and he passed them mm-hmm. with flying colors. How the fuck? Nobody knows because this guy's fucking crazy, right? Because they know how to manipulate the system. They know how to manipulate people, charm people. That's narcissism. So Yeah, but you're telling me that they're just going to make the same 10 mistakes over always, and over again? They always did. They always did. I can think of plenty of people where this Ed Kemper, I brought him up earlier. Yeah, same but thing, this was like back psychophile. then. Doesn't matter. Ed, Ed Kemper was like in the beginning of I know, but even learning on. about it. But okay, so Jeffrey Dahmer, that was late 80s into the 90s. That's not that long ago if you think about Listen, it. I need to see this psych evaluation sheet because at this point <laughs> I feel like it's like it's like an assignment that they give underground students to complete because you're missing all the key signs. I agree. I agree. But we don't know who these people are hiring because again, when I think of the fact like this show is connected with a merit of first sight, and we have like the quote unquote experts on there, which I'm, I hate quote unquote, but they're experts to some extent. They misread plays all the fucking time. Now, I don't know if you watch Merit of First Sight, but they, don't. they they it's the same idea. If you like this show, you probably would like that too. Mm-hmm. But they 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 miss shit all the time you've had people come on here the reason we have trash man on this podcast at all between me and ava why that like has become a thing is because well you had a guy coming on here saying well i'm all about the ass and i want the sex to be good and you thought he was a good candidate for marriage okay cool so we're with stacy and izzy and they're gonna go look at his apartment now now it's his mm-hmm. turn and She's a little afraid. She's not sure what she's going to expect. But we walk in. First, we see the kitchen look nice and clean. This looks very clean, very spotless. You know, he's not messy. I feel like most, a lot of men are really messy, even though we want to think they are. But, you know, maybe somewhere underneath there, there's some nastiness. We'll see. But go into the bedroom and she notices, like, he doesn't have any nightstands. He says he didn't really want them. And she's like, well, you know, like, if you have particular guests coming over, they might want to see a nightstand where they can put, like, their earrings or something on. And he's like, well, I never had any complaints. And he says mm-hmm. that they would kind of put them over, I guess, on a dresser. And he says, you know, sometimes they might forget their stuff. And I have, like, a lost and found drawer. Yeah. And she's like, oh, what? So go into the bathroom. And there he has a lost and found drawer right beside the condoms. And she's like, why do you have this? And she's like, very on the fact of why does he still have these things? Why hasn't he thrown them out? 
So we'll get to that in a minute, kind of the thoughts on there. But then we go back into the kitchen, open the cupboard, and he has plastic dishes. So she's like, well, why do you have plastic dishes? Why don't you have like glassware? And she's like, or silverware, I should say. But then she's like, um, like, what if you have someone coming over and you cook for them? Like, you give it to them on plastic plates? He says yes. Yeah. So I'll let you go first. <laughs> she gets very upset on yes. all of this. Yes. What are your thoughts on um, all of it? Okay, on all of it. So I've at first glance, I honestly, maybe because I just like didn't really care about it, but I didn't see, I was like, oh yeah, okay, it is really nice, clean spot. I was like, okay, this is this place. It looks like it's barely lived in, which is like fine. Like mm-hmm. some people live like that. Um, the uh the lost and found thing, it like she it definitely rubbed her the wrong way. And she was like first acting like she was like okay with it, but then it wasn't until later that it came out that like no, that like really pissed her off. Mm-hmm. Um and then his thing is like, oh, I just want to I just want to show you how exactly I lived uh, before you. Like, I didn't want to, like, throw anything away or, like, hide a portion. Like, this is just, like, all of me of who I was. And I could see his reasoning and, you know, it just didn't work in his favor, which is, like, fine. Mm -hmm. Um, But I saw his point. And then the plastic plates, though, that I'm like, dude, it's not that hard to buy one or two plates and then just like wash it and put it away. Like, how's your whole house clean? But you have disposable glassware, yeah, uh, and utensils. Like that is so absurd. And so, another Twitter theory okay. is that it's an Airbnb. And he, because for some reason, a lot of people think Izzy is like not has financially, uh. I don't know, stable as he comes across. Like, I guess because there's so many questions about like his work, his finances. Like, it's really like he's very vague about it all. Um, mm-hmm. that people are just like, yo, we really don't think he he owns this place. Like, it's just so random. You know, like he randomly doesn't have nightstands. He I'm like, Airbnb should put nightstands. Um, he has like these weird decorations up. It's like who came and randomly put a splash of like hallmark decor and then no plates to wash like just completely disposable plates like the theory is it's an airbnb but anyways outside of that theory so for me yeah with the lost and bound thing Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. everyone has a past so i didn't see an issue with it Mm -hmm. i didn't understand from her perspective like Clearly, these like if you're keeping this lost and found drawer, yeah, you're clearly thinking that someone's going to be coming back to retrieve that because that's the whole point of a lost and found anything. Yeah, I mean, so what that, if a homegirl does text and be like, "Did I leave my earrings?" That's true. That's true. And that's the thing. It's like, oh, I think I left my stuff there, but at the same time, I feel like if someone is leaving an earring behind or whatever, they're going to be like. I'll just take the L on that. They're probably fake earrings anyway. 
mm-hmm. because I feel like if I'm leaving behind my real gold or my real silver earrings, like I'm going to go back and go get and get that. But they're probably fake. They're probably like, yeah. it's fine. I'll just go back to Ardeen or whatever and buy something else. Uh, yeah. Whatever. I'm so, Beth, I did understand from her perspective of why I keep them. Mm-hmm. But I also understood from his perspective of I'm just trying to show you how I lived. Yeah. And I, I lived like a bachelor. Mm-hmm. I had sex with maybe randoms or whatever, or had, you know, a few people that I had sex with regularly or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. I don't care. I wouldn't care about that. Like I said, I have heard stories from my man that mm-hmm. I laugh about. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. it was before me. I don't care. Yeah. So I mean, how are you going to complain about his, how are you not going to complain about his experience in bed with you? Oh, but I then don't. You're complain, <laughs> no, like, and yeah, and I'm sure Stacy doesn't either. And then how are you going to complain about where it comes from? Exactly. Cause that's the thing. It's because of those experiences that you had with mm-hmm. random people or, yeah. or people, whatever that makes you who you are today in the bedroom. Right. And I mean, I'm fucking happy with my sex life. So <laughs> I'm not going to complain about that. And I yeah. think Stacy is also because she's kind of made these, they're having mm-hmm. like these sexual windows with each other. Mm-hmm. And like, I think she's enjoying the sex with him. Yeah. So don't complain about it. Don't complain where he came from, the journey that led him yeah. to where he is. And then when it comes to, um, Actually, I want to make one more quick point. For those people who watch 90 Day Fiance, there are a limit with their journey. And I'm talking about, you don't watch the show, but there is a guy on there named Sarper, for those who listen and watch, um, who's had sex with 2,500 women. Oh my gosh. So there is a limit to your journey. Yeah. And it was long before 2,500 women. I so. agree. <laughs> but. And, yeah. In yes. terms of like these two people, um, I just didn't understand how she had like how her complaint. I guess I just don't know what she was necessarily complaining about because how are you going to have more of an issue with the lost and found than like him just not having, but like, like not having plates or glasses, you know, yeah. like, and then That's true. On which top I of had it, more of an issue with as well. Yeah. Like, I feel like you're grown ass man. Yeah. If you can't afford like the top end things, fine. Mm-hmm. Then go to like the dollar store or something and you can pick stuff up there. They're perfectly fine. Yeah. Half my things came from dollar store. Yeah. I mean, I'm in the process of buying things for when I'm ready to move out too. I got most of my shit at dollar store. Yeah. And spent like, you know, Let's say under 60 bucks for whatever I got there. And all he needs is like two. And that's the thing. Cause you're, you're one person. Mm-hmm. You're not living with anybody. You might have someone coming over once in a while who you're going to cook for. And mm-hmm. then, you know, whatever, have sex with later. Who cares? You maybe only need the two. Fine. So, yeah, and if it's more than two, then by all means, bring out the disposables. Yeah, but like again, I feel like at minimum, especially if you're gonna maybe have people over, I say four. At minimum, have four. If you're a single person living with somebody else, just just yeah. to be, you know, because I don't think you should be coming out with plastic everything. You're spending more money in the long run on the plastic stuff than just buying stuff that you can just wash and reuse. Maybe he eats out a lot. 
maybe. And then yeah. for your theory on mm-hmm. tw- on Twitter about the Airbnb, yeah, we've seen it before. Definitely Did you? Seen it. No, not on this show in particular, but they're oh. back to going back to ninety day. There was um, a woman who um, who lived. I can't remember where she lived now, but it was not in America. And the guy came to her, and she claimed to live on her own. No, she didn't. She clearly lived with her parents, and she made this Airbnb look like it was her home. But when you walked into the home, forget the the plastic dishes. There was like literal bunk beds in the home, and it's like she didn't have kids. She claimed they were for roommates or whatever, but like buy their bunk beds. Those are for kids, nine times out of ten. So I'm just like clearly this was an airbnb so we've seen it before we've seen people try to make a home look like an airbnb like make like an airbnb look like it's their home even though it's not mm-hmm. also saw it on a recent season of 90 day uk where clearly that was an airbnb was not their home and it's like we've seen it but it's still like you said don't understand why there's not a nightstand in there because i feel like there would be um and I also still don't understand why there'd be plasticware and not yeah. just actual dishes in the Airbnb either. I think mm-hmm. this is legitimately his home and he lives like he lives like a bachelor, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I I see that as a more reasonable theory than the whole bachelor, um, not bachelor, sorry, Airbnb one, because I, I don't know, I feel like you could call that out so quickly. Like, can't you just search up to see if you find a similar Airbnb out there right now. Like I don't know. There's not enough evidence for me to believe that theory. Yeah. I mean, I think anything's possible, but I just I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think he's just I think he's still a man trying to figure out his life. Yeah. And and again, like I think I think she like him making a comment of you're being materialistic because she said like she would care if if she was on a first date with him and he served her with plastic wear instead of actual dishware. And I'm just like, I hear what he's saying. I think there are some things about her that can become an issue here. But I also would care. I don't know if I would completely say no to you, mm-hmm. but I think I would say, we're going to go and buy some dishware because you are a grown-ass man. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do that. I would try to better you. I'm not going to just say no to it. If you're re- like, if you're receptive, perfect. If you're not, then then I might be like, okay, then cool. Then bye. But there, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I still don't think these two are going to work. <laughs> Uh, I feel like in the, like, the more we are seeing them interact with one another, like, possibly the whole, like, are you going to meet my standards is Mm -hmm. gonna come in the way with poor Izzy, you know? Um, I think so, too. And it's just whether or not he's able to move past that or to reach that or to feel like it's kind of like overbearing and he can't handle it. Like, I think it's going to 
surround that? And I think that when she keeps saying to him, like, you know, my family was really hard for things. Mm -hmm. And yet she's not understanding or maybe being patient with the fact that he too was trying to better himself. Mm -hmm. She kind of just expects all of these things all at once. Um, yeah. Again, she kind of reminds me of a Chelsea from season four. Mm-hmm. I put those parallels to them pretty early on, but again, kind of like with Chelsea, I liked you in the beginning. And there's some things I'm starting to dislike as we go along. Mm-hmm. I'm not at the point where I'm like writing her off, but I don't know. Like, I don't want to go as far as say she's materialistic, but. Mm-hmm. Clearly, there's something going on here. I mean, yeah, for sure. Like, she... Like, she says, like... I could appreciate that she worked really hard to get where she is and then to also, like, um, to treat herself or to live the standard she now is because of the hardworking gene she has in her body. Because, obviously, when we meet her family later on, we also see um, how they have that too but then there is also like that privilege of getting it from a generation before you and having mm-hmm. that generation support you to get to where you need to go um yeah because you know she even talks about like okay if we can't afford that like twenty thousand dollars to fix this each back issue then it goes down to my dad yeah and i you know i mean we had, again we have no idea what izzy's situation is because again he's very vague but it's vague um, for sure. But I mean, I think like the average person, mm-hmm. like the HVAC situation, yeah. So that needs to be fixed. Yeah. It needs to be fixed. Like there's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. But like kind of going ahead here, but when they go to meet her family, how easy they just drop. Oh yeah, we were in Paris. The oh yeah. Okay. And he kind of clocked that and he's like oh where where were you oh we were in paris it's like the average person can't afford to go to paris Mm -hmm. and they're kind of like shocked by the fact like oh you just got your passport oh yeah i know i couldn't i couldn't afford to go anywhere else to go anywhere so what was the point of me getting a passport Mm -hmm. it's that it's that like not everyone's life turns out the same way you're fortunate that yours turned out the way it did but is he that's not his life he's now just trying to get into insurance and do that which great and if he can do well in that and level himself up he can do really well in that financially but it's just like it was just that judgment that kind of underhanded judgment of oh you just got your passport like okay mm-hmm. <laughs> not everyone's paths are the same and the fact that she wants to travel a lot and she wants to be able to do that i don't know if these two are going to work yeah because i think like we've seen before obviously with um with chelsea and kwame he want to travel all the time blah 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 whether or not he could afford it 
is neither here nor there, but he wanted them. Mm-hmm. And seeing like they compromise and I guess more so sacrifice that need that he needed, but they were able to do that. I don't know if they were gonna be able to do that because I don't think even Chelsea had that same type of privilege or Kwame had the same type of privilege that mm-hmm. that um Stacey has. Yeah. So I don't know if they can look past that. Yeah, that's I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. We will. But I really, I, I mean, since we're kind of talking about that already, I don't really have much else to say about that conversation mm-hmm. they have with her family. You know, dad does talk to him outside of that and says like, you know, she does expect the finer things in life and all of that. The one thing that I will say though, that I'm not sure how this came about, but he does make the comment, her father makes a comment of, um, you know, she wants to be able to have like nice meals going Dutch isn't going to be like, it's not going to work for her. And I'm like, did she tell her dad that that was my thing? I'm like, it was really weird to use that as, um, as an example of what your daughter needs mm-hmm. after they had that argument about going Dutch on, on restaurants and stuff. Mm. I found that interesting. And I'm like, why are you having that conversation with your dad before he's even able to actually meet your dad? I mean, I could definitely see her putting it in the group chat. LOL, he just <laughs> said he wants to go 50-50 on dinner. <laughs> and that's the thing. I wonder if, like, I don't know if like she may have told her dad because that should have made me think she could have told her sisters and the sisters mm-hmm. could have told the dad and that's how yeah. it got to him. Mm-hmm. But I also could see like she could have just told him as well and i'm just like that's that's unfair of you to do when he hasn't even met him yet and i mean i don't personally i don't see an issue with going dutch on some things or you pay one time and i pay another time we're equal we're a team we're in this together i don't understand why the man has to be the one to pay for everything like I'm not saying I'm a feminist by any means. I'm not. Like I always say, I want my rights as a woman, absolutely. But I'm not like in deep on that where it's like, oh, I can be equal. I can pay for myself. Like I'm not like that. But I also don't think like the man needs to pay for everything. And I can tell like that's not what he wants, but that's what she wants. I think that's what she's used to. I mean, she seemed fine with like it, like the man not paying for everything. Not when it came to dinners. Yeah. And I do see like, like I could see like sometimes you pay, sometimes they pay. Like I see Mm -hmm. that. Like that makes more sense rather than like actually splitting a a bill. No, 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 absolutely not going Dutch. But, but that's not what she wants. She doesn't want to me pay sometimes and you pay another time she doesn't want that she wants it to pay 100 percent on restaurants and i think because like yes it kind of go on to she's used to that mm-hmm. he does mention later that she's dated guys 10 years older than her who maybe are able to pay for that or um in a different you know generation where maybe that's something you just do yeah and that's not him. Mm-hmm. 
So I don't know, but I don't have anything else to really mention about the meeting with her family. Do you have anything else you want to mention about? No. No? Okay. We also do see um, Milton is meeting Lydia's brother and mom. I don't have much to really say here either, really. Mm -hmm. Except for her brother is gold and he clearly hates her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I didn't even, like, I didn't clock that. Because, you know, every time he had a moment to dig at her, he took it. Because she's like, kind of saying, oh, I'm passionate and this and that. Like, I'm outspoken and stuff like that. And her brother's like, because she's loud. Like, point blank, because he's loud. Like, I thought he was just being like a sassy bro. No, he's being sassy for 100%. Mm -hmm. But I was just like, so funny. I'm like, I like, I like her. I like her brother for sure. Mm. But um, yeah, there's really not much else to really say here except for mom accepts Milton. Brother says, you know, you're a part of our family. Yeah. No, no return policy and stuff like that. Like, they seem to really connect really well which is great because it looks like it's not going to go good for milton's family and her oh yeah but yeah like i don't i need more drama for me to talk about it so i don't know if you i mean how do you feel about milton like i'm still very confused about him um i think he thinks he's ready but he's not ready Mm -hmm. i think he wants to have a marriage but i think he's just not ready for it right now i don't think he's a bad guy i don't think he's doing this to be you know underhanded or anything like that i think he just truly thinks he's ready for this and he is not ready for this i think uche was 100 i think it was uche who said it was 100 percent correct this guy is not ready for this mm-hmm. I 100% agreed with him and believed him that he said he's not ready for this. Yeah. He's not ready. I don't know if he kind of was more saying he's not ready for marriage at all because that's how I interpreted it. But Ali was like, you know, you're so concerned about him being with, with Lydia. That's not what he said. He said he's not ready for marriage in general. Yeah. It had nothing to do with Lydia. Yeah. So that's what I think. Yeah, I know you say like you're so unsure about him, but yeah, because like sometimes like he presents himself, and I can see like okay, like I don't know, I can see like he might be ready, or he knows what he wants, or he seems to acknowledge or understand his like his emotions, how to be vulnerable, to be a critical thinker, so and so on, so on. But then there's like parts of him and then his like goofy side comes out and I'm like, you know, and then he like kind of like, like Lydia was saying, like he evades certain, um, like he, he's, he becomes goofy or he becomes, oops, he becomes goofy. He becomes, uh, like funny or playful when it, when he wants to now like push aside vulnerable conversations or like kind of like get more comfortable with saying vulnerable conversations or something like that. And then I'm like, Oh, is that like, is that the best thing to do sometimes? Like, I don't know how to gauge that part of him yet. Um, I don't know. 
I, I just mean, think I just don't like him and Lydia together. I think, I mean, yeah, I think that's part of it. And I think like he needs to dodge a bullet and he's <laughs> not dodging them. He's too tall. Oh, he oh yeah. The bullets. He's yeah. mm. line of fire. I mean, yeah, I think, I think he's, I think just generally speaking, he is not ready for marriage. And I think just to even make that even more so, he's not ready for Lydia. He's not, I don't know if anyone's really ready for a woman like Lydia. And I don't just mean, forget that she's loud, forget all that. I don't care about any of that. That's who she is as a person. I'm, so that is, that does not here nor there. And no one should be judging her for that. Mm-hmm. But it's everything else. I think that's the problem. And I think, I think in my mind, I kind of started to wonder, this is what she's telling herself that men are saying about her when they leave mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Because not once did Uche said, she's just too loud. And I just, I didn't want to deal with it. So now what he said, yeah, he said, there were things that happened, things that made me come to that point. Yeah. So it's funny because it's like, you say these things, we have one of your exes right here saying, none of those things are the reason why he ended mm-hmm. it with you. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But maybe maybe we'll have more to say in the coming episodes. Maybe. Yeah. I feel like shit's about to hit the fence with that relationship. I think so, too. I think so, too. All right. So I'm just trying to find where I'm at right now. Where we're at. Okay. So, yeah. Now we're at the the meetup. The pods. Pod squad is coming and meeting up with everybody now. So, I mean, we see a bunch of people we don't really recognize, obviously. And I wrote down, there is this one fucking guy <laughs> who's sitting down and talking to, I think it was Milton, about what happened with Taylor and JP. And this fucking guy literally says, well, I think Taylor screwed up here. Uh, I think she, you know, if I if I had a daughter, I'd want them oh. someone like JP. Yeah, I think Taylor didn't give him a chance. And I said, "Motherfucker, stay in your lane." Mm-hmm. That's you want someone to be with someone like that guy who tells them they look like atrocious with makeup. On. But that's, yeah, that's what you want to tell your daughters. That that that. Okay, and then Oxy makes a comment of like Captain America. No, he is not. Chris Evans is. Stop it. Like, I was so over it. I'm like, this, who the fuck are you? Because I never saw you, sir. And you're just trying to get your 15 minutes of fame by being an absolute asshole. But anyway, yeah, struggling with notepads. <laughs> um, so, anyway, then we see Johnny oh. is coming to just fuck some shit up. We have updates on Johnny in a minute. For those who didn't see the episode, but um, trying to find my spot here. Where I go? Where did I go? Um, yeah. So Stacy says that she thinks that Johnny is a joke, and she kind of says like, you know, when I was in there, me and her got along really well, but then when 
they kind of, I figured out first, they were talking to the same guy. Things were still kind of okay. But then when he ended things with her, obviously continued things with me, she started talking shit about me to other people. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. That definitely happened. We yeah. saw it happen. Um, But again, I think we need to maybe give her a little grace here because it's like, she she was a little hurt here, obviously. She thought he was it and he just didn't think the same, you know. But anyway. I have no grace for her. I have no grace for her in general, but women are mean. We're catty. Yeah. You know, if you're not and act like a mature person, that's what's going to happen. You're going to talk shit. So I think I'm not surprised. I don't know why Stacy was kind of surprised by it, I guess, and wants to give any energy to it. Yeah. I think that's more what I'm saying. I'm just like, you are surprised by it because I'm not. Anyway, um, then we see Chris. He's here. And we find out that my guy did some black backsliding and him and Johnny are officially together. Yeah. They, or she tells us that they met each other in the airport and one thing led to another and they're together. He yeah. met her mother and yeah. He's like the best thing ever and she's just now he complimenting is. him like over and over again just to compensate crying. for how she treated him crying in the pod. about it Ugh. like and she's, the thing that got me was when she started crying she's like he's such a nice person yeah and I almost didn't have and I'm like bitch shut up you know you. why <laughs> you know why I like She's like saying all this and like I'm literally like like looking the other way because I think it was in a preview. And like obviously I don't know if it's true or not, but we'll see. In a preview where like I think is this like she's she's still coming up to me to tell me she loves me. Or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And so with that preview in my head, and I'm like anticipating that happening. It's just making Johnny just worse. <laughs> if it's true. I don't know. It might be. Allegedly. It might happen. It might not. But either way, Chris deserves better because he... I understand the experiment and the pause. I understand no one's technically second best. But she really, really digged a hole. And she kept digging. She kept digging. And like, a lot of people have different perspectives of like Johnny and the pods and... You know, she never really like talked shit about Chris, so they say, or she never really talked bad, but it could be interpreted badly, and I interpreted badly. That's why I have a. I have we didn't a, talk badly about Chris as a person. She never wants to that, which is great. Yeah, but she was more trying to. I think, unfortunately for her, she's the kind of person that's like, let me be what I think this person needs me to be. She's not her own person. And I kind of, again, I think we talked about this actually a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. She's the Micah of the season because I felt the same way about Micah, except Micah was a lot, was a little, a little bit more problematic, I think, than Johnny is mm-hmm. because he wasn't necessarily being mean to people to just get shits and giggles out of people out of, um, for herself and Arena. But I think she's the kind of person that's like, let me become what I think they need me to be because I felt the same way with Micah. And, yeah. um, and she's like, okay, well, Izzy needs me to say that I'm kind of always going for the safe choice and I don't want to go for the safe choice anymore. Yeah. But that didn't work with Izzy. So then let me go to Chris and I'm going to tell Chris that I'm always going for people who are just emotionally unavailable. When I yeah. never once thought Izzy was emotionally unavailable, I think he just picked the person that he thought he can make yeah. it work with. Yeah. That doesn't mean he's un- emotionally unavailable. That just means he's not for you and yeah. you're not for him. That's it. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, you know, there's people who are saying also like she might just like losing Izzy made her. And then having that little final conversation with Izzy and how he wasn't receptive to what she was saying about like loving only being in love with one person in her life. And that was the man she married. It was like the, her ex before that. Mm-hmm. And then anyways, and then that made her realize like, oh my God, I just lost a guy who was like so receptive and so understanding um, such and such. But there's, it's just the way she talks about Chris that it just didn't sit right with me. Like, yeah, she never really said anything bad about him mm-hmm. to say like she talked shit. Mm-hmm. But it was just the way she was like, degrading or like putting devaluing he said Chris. it was boring yeah like excuse me I but think, now i'm like the greatest thing on earth i think the problem is and it's funny because i actually had a conversation like this with um my friend mikhail who again people who listen to the podcast obviously you people i want to listen right now know that i have another podcast with him actually and I, we had a conversation about this, not, not on the podcast, but we had a conversation separate from this mm-hmm. where he's like, why do women constantly need to be with a bad boy? Mm-hmm. And I think, and I said to him, I said, listen, we all women go through a phase where they want a bad boy. And I think ultimately we don't want a fucking nice guy. That's basically what it comes down to. We just don't, we just don't. We want a nice guy in the streets, but we want a fuck boy in the bed. Like that's basically what it comes down to, and I, I say they need to find that common place. Problem is, is that women never find that common place, and I think Johnny is the kind of woman who wants a fuck boy, and she thinks Izzy's a fuck boy, mm-hmm. and um can probably fuck better <laughs> than um than um yeah Chris does Chris. yeah and. I think she's now realizing, like, maybe I could have fucked this up early. I have this nice guy. Fuck, mm-hmm. maybe we don't know. Maybe he does fuck good. We don't know. And that's yeah. what my friend was saying, too. He's like, nice guys fuck well, too. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Um, not in my experience, but anyway. <laughs> but that's the thing. It was like, I think that's the thing. And I think she's like, you know, she wanted that bad boy. 
but that's not this experiment. You can't, you're not going to fall in love with the fuckboy. Then Johnny and Izzy, they talk and barely. Oof. And let me just have my notes here. I've been doing a lot of this without my notes, actually. Um, so he basically says that he can, he's happy with Stacy. He's happy with the choice that he made. And then he says, cause you know, I heard that, you know, you're sketchy. Mm-hmm. And she's like, where are you even hearing that from? And he's like, he does kind of bring up the fact that, you know, you told Chris one thing, you told me another thing, and we took notes and we compared them. And she, she says, cause he, you know, explains everything that he, that he knows to her. And she says, um, okay, well, can I talk now? Can you let me talk? Because kind of how he did with, um, with Lydia, he just talks and he talks and he talks and he talks. He doesn't know when to shut up mm-hmm. and not allow the other person to say anything. Mm-hmm. So she's like, can I talk now? Cause you've been talking for a long time. And he says, yeah, you can talk now. He's like, okay. So she says, okay, well, that is accurate for sure. Like she owns it. She says it's accurate, but she says like, I'm not sketchy. Like that's not me being sketchy. And I'm like, well, it's kind of you being a little sketchy. Mm -hmm. You're being a little sketchy here. But again, like he talks over her as she's trying to like say her piece. And she's like, let me finish. Yeah, And I had to agree with her here because I'm like, you can't say to someone, let me finish my thought before you say something and then turn around and do the exact same thing you told her not to do to you. Yeah. It's kind of rude, but yeah. I, I did notice that he did that with Lydia and he did that with Johnny as well. And I'm like, you can't, I feel like he has this, like, he talks over people. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that. However, Johnny was being sketchy. <laughs> not incorrect in that. And actually, to kind of go, because I know you were talking about the whole thing with was it an Airbnb that he lives in and everything like that, and can he really afford this? Johnny was the one who said that his credit score was really bad and like he couldn't like afford much of anything. Mm-hmm. That's true. Johnny did say this. So now yeah. I'm wondering, was that right? Yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it is. We don't know. But um, yeah, I'll see what else I'm missing here. Cause I feel like I may be missing some stuff here. But um, you know, she says, like, you are my number one. He was my number two, because Izzy's answering a question on whether or not he actually was her number one. I don't understand what that means what difference does that make you're not with her you're with stacy she's with chris what does it matter but he questions on whether or not he was the only number one for us the viewer you were her number one mm-hmm. so i don't understand this argument really um i think maybe to prove his like sketchy argument or his sketchy like- but he, he can prove a sketchy argument without saying I was your number one or the only one. Yeah. So he didn't have to even say any of that. To- I mean, let's be real. That conversation was 
very chaotic. Um, yes. It escalated possibly very quickly, but it could be the edits. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, um, but anyways, continue with your notes though. I want to hear yeah. what your notes say. Kind of towards the end of the conversation, he kind of was like, can I give you a piece of advice? He was like, no, I don't oh, yeah. want your advice. But he gives it anyways. But mm-hmm. he doesn't really give advice. He just, it's another way for him to attack her mm-hmm. and say, you're sketchy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because the advice is don't be sketchy. Yeah. I don't know. And she's like, she gets up and she's like, I'm not sketchy. You guys are sketchy. And then she walks off. Yeah. Like, what the hell? First of all, I don't think they're sketchy. You're sketchy. But anyway, she kind of just runs to Chris and she's like, he told me that I'm sketchy and that like basically you're I'm not like good enough for you. Yeah. And then basically I'm a piece of shit and everyone thinks I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, sis, where did you get that summary from? Like well, what did Lulu land? Did you go to before getting to Chris? I feel like, yeah, he never once told her she was a piece of shit. She clearly doesn't do summaries very well as a lover. Uh-uh. No. Like, just... I'm scared for her contract. Oh my gosh. Because but... she just like went off. But I think yeah. in the grand scheme of things, if someone is calling you sketchy mm-hmm. and then says, everyone thinks you're sketchy because he did say that to her mm-hmm. then and then then that's gonna make me think okay well no one likes me here no one thinks that i'm genuine people think i am a piece of shit i guess yeah. so she is kind of but then to say like oh it made me feel like a piece of shit or feels like everyone thinks i'm a piece of it's like you know yeah there's words yeah. sure but again i think when you are in a heightened state of emotion you're not yeah. going to say all the words that you want to say. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, no one has blatantly said to her face or to anyone else that we can see that John is a piece of shit. But yeah. she's clearly saying to herself, people think I'm a piece of shit. It yeah. is how she feels. She's just not saying those words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm just anti-Johnny. So, like, everything she does or sees, oh, yeah. like, itches me. But she is that whole she- conversation... I hated it. I hated like like the way Izzy was doing it. I was mm-hmm. like, this is terrible. Like you're getting nothing done. Like this is really what you want to sit down and talk about. Like I hate secondly, it slides. Yeah. He's he has a tendency of being so damn condescending. Vague. Condescending. I mean, that too. Mm-hmm. Like how are you gonna say, Oh, like yeah, everyone thinks you're sketchy. Where like like what's the receipts, Izzy? Like tell her. Like, you know, it's like for example, like well, he did happen. come with the receipts because that happened. And the thing is, it's like yeah, when that though. when she goes back to Chris and says, like he told me that you guys talked and came to the agreement that I'm only the whole like Chris and him. Yeah, Chris and, and Izzy when they and were in mm-hmm. the pods and they were comparing notes. He doesn't say to her, okay. I never said that you were a piece of shit. And I never said, like, because there was something that Izzy said that, or she said that Izzy said that he never did say. I can't remember exactly what that was. But he's like, I didn't say all of those things. But yes, me and him did have a conversation and did realize that things weren't quite meshing. 
but he had already had that conversation with her in the pods. So maybe he just didn't want to rehash anything because he already did say to her, you're not telling me the same things that you're telling somebody else. So yeah, in that instance, that is true. And she owned that. She said, that's accurate. I did say that. Yeah. But, you know, after this conversation that he has with Johnny, he kind of runs to Stacey and he's like, Stacey, oh. come here. And I'm like, what do you, and okay, the way he relayed this conversation with Johnny to is to so Stacey bad. was so fucking bad. He's like, you know, she, you know, is lying about me. And because again, what I will say that Stacey was correct here is why are you rehashing this with her? You're not with her. You know, it doesn't matter now. And he's like, because I just don't like people who lie. But you don't don't say what she lied about. You just say that she lied about you being sketchy, which mm-hmm. she just said in the moment because she was upset by what you just said. You didn't actually say to your fiance what actually happened, even though she's asking what did she say. Yeah, you're not like, actually telling her what she said. If Johnny's summary was bad, Izzy's was like Worse. in the garbage. Like which again. <laughs> If you're going to be an insurance, insurance adjuster, you kind of need to have a little bit of that as well. And you don't have that either. So I don't think insurance is going to work for you either. So. <laughs> it's all in all terrible. And like the way he was so happy about like telling Stacy, like, oh, I like, I like, like, I forget the term he uses, but like paraphrasing here. Like, he basically talk- says to her, I am so grateful that I picked you. That's basically what he's saying. I'm so grateful that I picked you over Johnny because Johnny's messy and you're not. And Stacy says in this moment, like, don't be appreciative of us because you're now seeing how things are with Johnny. Mm -hmm. Like, don't put me in that. And he's like, well, I'm not, I'm not. But you are. You literally are. That was messy. So messy. Like, he must have been drunk. I'm hoping he was drunk, but I don't think he really was that drunk. Yeah. I think he was pretty, pretty sober throughout that little situation. So I don't know. Oh, also, also, what I didn't mention that I thought was kind of funny was when um, Johnny walked away from Izzy. She's like, I wish you the best. And he's like, I wish you the best. It's like, fuck you. That was funny when she was like, fuck you. I'm like, wow. Anyway, I thought it was funny. So then Uche shows up, Johnny come mm-hmm. Lily to the party. Mm-hmm. And immediately of him walking in, he says, Lydia, can we talk? Yeah. And Lydia's like, do I have to? <laughs> and he's like, well, no, you know, you don't have to, but yeah. I would like to. And she's like, okay, fine. So she goes and they go into a separate section and they talk. Also, I know Homegirl was so giddy to finally talk to him. Oh, 100% she is. I just know it. I know, I know that line. Oh, do I have to? Like, you are trying your best to be have the upper hand. But sis, you want to run into that room. I could tell. Anyways, continue. So, anyway, he to kind of not get we're going to get into the fun stuff of this conversation. He says to her, like, I feel like you knew I was going to be on this show. 
So we see this piggyback of what Aaliyah told him previously coming up here. And he, she says, why would I do that? Mm-hmm. Because you're nuts. <laughs> That's why you do that. Yeah. And then he kind of is going into when this breakup, the first breakup happened that he mentioned to Aaliyah previously, where they had an argument and she was lying to him. So I don't want to give this too much attention because this is fucking stupid. I don't know what the main issue is here, but the issue of her lying to him that made him upset is whatever they were arguing about. She Mm -hmm. ended up figuring this out by, I guess, going through his stuff. Instead, she told him that she had intuition. So Mm -hmm. he's mad about that because she Mm -hmm. should have just told him that she went through his things. This is what we're arguing about. Let me tell you something. As a woman, because this, this, we'll find out why she was probably going through his stuff. It all wraps up into a nice, nice little neat bow. She went through your shit, sir, because of her intuition. This is just, you're just mincing shit now. She didn't mm-hmm. go through your shit because she was wanted to. She had an intuition, so she went for the to look for evidence. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. So he then goes into the fact that you were stalking women's Instagram stories and shows her the receipts. And I'm like, oh, damn, my dude came with receipts. Mm-hmm. My one thing is, why didn't you come with the receipt of the picture of the house where she says, I see you? I want to see that too, but as far as we know, I guess he deleted that, but he kind of says to her, you know, you came to my home, sent me that text, and he's like, why would I do that? He's like, the Instagram thing, she says. Um, I don't really know how Instagram works, ma'am, that's besides the point. You went into their Instagram stories, and it yeah. does show up who's viewed the the stories. So, yeah. Try again because you did do it clearly because here he is with the receipts. Yeah. And so, yeah, that happened with all that. So she's like, why would I do any of that? Like, why would I do that? Because we've established you clearly were obsessed with him and mm-hmm. you couldn't let it go. Mm-hmm. So then she kind of starts to get up and she kind of wants to leave. Mm-hmm. But you feel like this isn't a productive conversation and she wants to leave. And he's like, no, like sit here and talk with me. And she's looking for Milton. Then Milton comes in to save the day, I guess. He wasn't there like, when Uche showed up. He said that he was using the bathroom or something. But he comes in and he plops himself down and he's like, what's going on? What are you guys talking about? And Uche's kind of like, Milton, I do want to talk to you, but do you mind if I just finish this conversation with Lydia? Just the two of us right now? And he's like, sure, yeah, you can. But uh, we have somewhere to go in like 10 minutes. I don't know if I believed him. <laughs> no. I didn't believe him. It seems like he he like maybe had wrote something on his phone and then like kind of showed it to uh, Lydia. Maybe. Um, But clearly... She was like, no, it's okay. 
Yeah, I think I, I wonder if these two like had a conversation and said, like, listen, if he shows up and he's talking to me and that's heated, like this is what you say to get mm-hmm. us out of it. Um but anyway, I didn't believe him for one second. But it's just like, okay, that's fine, that's fine. I'll make this quick. <laughs> and he gets up, he leaves, and they continue um the conversation. So then we go to when he mentions the messages with um from these women on Instagram who saw her um looking at their stories. And as mentioned before, he comes with the proof. So that's how I it's how I kind of believe him. Obviously, I can believe physical proof. And for her, she starts acting like well, but why would I do that? I don't understand Instagram. That's what I'm sorry. I'm like, but that's besides the point. You did it. Yeah. So why would you do that? Unless you're stalking him, I guess. And that's the only thing I can think of saying. But it makes me think like, if you're, if he's saying this, then the rest of what he's saying has to have some sort of truth to it. Because why would he be right about one thing, but then incorrect about others? Mm-hmm. Doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and I, she's not really a reliable narrator. I think, like, even her, her confessional about um, Uche bringing screenshots and showing her, like, and then she was still denying it or refusing to believe it or something. And then in her confessional, she's just like, "Oh, and he brought screenshots. Like, that's supposed to mean something." It does mean something. It means a lot. It means everything. It does mean something. something. Yeah. I found that so funny. I'm like, this girl is so Delulu. Like, that's that's the thing. And so for her then, she says, listen, I have things that I can say. Do you want me to start saying things? And I'm like, yes, Lydia, I do. I do Mm -hmm. want you to start saying things. Mm -hmm. Because, okay, a rational woman doesn't just start going through their man's things or stalking people's Instagrams for no reason. Mm-hmm. So I started thinking that he cheated on her because I know for me, when I went through that and I went, I got cheated on, that's what I started doing. I did everything that he was describing she was doing. I almost drove, like not drove by, but I almost went to my man's, not not my current guy, my ex, I almost went to his house to try and see if I could see something because I was suspicious that he was cheating. And spoiler alert, he was. <laughs> yeah. And I was like clocking things in his house that didn't make sense to me. That's how I was able to find out the girl he was sleeping with behind my back's name because I found a card that he, that you know, that she left for him on his birthday. Found that. I started stalking his Facebook, other things that I knew he was on to try and get my information. That's what a woman does because we're trying mm-hmm. to figure something out. So everything he was describing, I'm like, so is she just doing this for no reason? Or, you know, is something going on? So when she started saying, like, I can say things too, I'm like, yes, Lydia, say it. I want to hear it. Then she says he cheated on on her. But then, like, 
had the nerve to judge Aaliyah for something that had nothing to do with him. So I said, and there it is. And I 100% believe that this man cheated on her. 100% believe it. Because this guy wants to act. This is the kind of guy, and this is what I mean about narcissists. It's okay for you to do something, but as soon as somebody else does something, it's a fucking problem. So you cheated on Lydia, and that was that was only a few years ago, from what we understand here, from based on the timeline, maybe two years, no different than Leah. I think it was closer hmm? than I think it was closer than when Aaliyah did it. Well, because we're we're confused on the timeline. He yeah. said that they they started dating sometime in 2020 and that they had only maybe broken up like maybe a, a year in or something. We're confused on that, but they did have sex three months prior to the show. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to guess that the show was probably filmed in 2022. Mm-hmm. So it's probably about the same amount of time. Yeah. And you wanted to judge Aaliyah for doing the same thing that you are accused of doing to Lydia. And I believe her because it still doesn't make sense to me because I also still believe him and Aaliyah that she knew he was going to be on the show. So that's also very confusing to me. I think they're both a little something's going on there because I don't understand why you would end up on this show and know, potentially know that someone you know is on this show before you even enter the pods. So I, I, there's something going on here, but maybe they discussed getting back together and that's why she slept with the man. And then he just turned around and didn't actually follow through. Maybe she got feelings. Maybe she got jealous. I don't know. So that's confusing. But besides all of that, sir, you are a hypocrite. Don't judge other people for something you did. This is where I'm excited for the reunion because I'm like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of unanswered questions. And like, you know, she just dropped the bomb and then she dipped. And then mm-hmm. like, it just like got glossed over everything else. And I'm like, no, I now I need the answers because like you said, like, honestly, I don't know who I, who to believe. Like, because she was also saying like, oh, like, don't act like I just randomly came to your house. Like we were talking. And I always happen to be in the area, you know, so I'm like, okay, so there's like, you know, different storylines has to what happened, different narratives, things thrown around. Um, so I was excited for the reunion, but we don't even have to wait for the reunion because Uche answered the question oh, he did <laughs> on his Instagram. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so someone asked, did you cheat on Lydia? And his answer, obviously we take it with a grain of salt, uh, mm. is no. Lydia and I were never together. We dated Ugh. for a short time and we were both seeing other people. In the casting process, we were asked to disclose who our most recent relationships were with. If she believed we were in one, she would have disclosed my name or photo and the producers wouldn't have allowed both of us on the show. So that's his reasoning has to like, like it wasn't serious. Like we weren't exclusive and wait. we weren't exclusive. And if she thought she did think we were exclusive, she would have told Mm -hmm. the producers Mm -mm. that doesn't make any sense because you're assuming you're her most recent relationship 
No one said you were her most recent relationship. She never said that. She yeah. said that you were her ex, and that's that. That that does not. But he says it with plural, like most recent relationships. Relationships. And if but, it, like again, we're also but very. What's that timeline? Time yeah, exactly. That's, that's exactly it. Like, what equates the most recent relationships? Is that in the last year? Is that in the last couple of years? That doesn't make any sense. But maybe she. But again, he's. Yeah, we don't know when the casting is. That's where I'm like, okay, the reunion needs to come up, and they need to like air the like yeah. like air the timeline. I think that does depend on when casting happens, but. The thing is, is like, that's, that's, and I don't know if I fully believe him only because like, in terms of that's just the question that they ask, because recent relationships, we're assuming romantic, but it can't just be romantic because, I mean, if you are a human and you have, you know, had you know, sex with people that are not romantic. You also have to include those. Like, I, I, I don't understand where the line, like where the where the line starts, and like, I don't know. But besides that, he's assuming she didn't know that he was there. I think wholeheartedly she knew he was going to be there. And the way to to pass that question is to say. I I don't I don't know who he is. I'm like I don't know who he is, and that he wasn't my last relationship. He's assuming that she didn't know that. She knew. I'm sorry. You can't change my mind. This woman knew that he was going to be on the show, and that's why she applied. But yeah, you can walk around that. And then in terms of you know, you guys were not together. That's not what you said on the show. You admitted that you you admitted to Aaliyah that you guys were together. You broke up with her. So that means you were in a relationship to break up with somebody. Then you got back together and you stayed with her. And then you broke up with her again. That, that again means you were in a relationship with somebody. So don't f- bullshit me over here trying to be trying to tell me that you were in a relationship or this was like, what, what, what? Were you Ross and Rachel? We were on a break. I'm confused. I don't believe him. I mean, I don't believe either of them, but, and I like literally genuinely hated that entire conversation between them two because they went nowhere. It went and nowhere. It was That's, so yeah. pointless. I agree. But I think the problem is, is that I think Lydia can get heated. And probably knew she was getting caught into a lie and probably did not want to have a conversation with him because she knew her shit was going to be coming out. Yeah. But that being said, if this man did cheat on you, then let the shit fly. Like, I don't under, I don't understand because again, I think the reason my girl went and drove by your house is to see if there's someone at your house. I think the reason she was on Instagram, yeah. But then, why would you text a man saying you're there? Like, why are you airing? Like, why, why are you disclosing? <sighs> that's true. That's like, it true. Does, it it literally. That's what I'm saying. Like, this whole conversation was so pointless, and it made no sense. Like, you're sprinkling some drama, in which you're not even disclosing, and like the whole point of the conversation was just to like, kind of confirm whether or not she did know he was 
uh, coming? Like, did you snoop? Like, did you figure that out while you're snooping? Yeah, we didn't even we didn't even get to the heart of what this conversation was meant to be because of his flawed antics of getting there. You know, he's like he's obviously riling her up, and she's not going to answer. Like, you should have like slowly got to the point and then bring this up. Like, oh, I I that theory is out there because of this, because of that, because of the screenshots, and because of this. Like, don't start with that. I just found like. It was such a ugly and immature conversation for the both of them. I, mean, mm-hmm. I just hated all the conversations that happened that day because it was there was no strategy. There yeah. wasn't. I mean, between and these were supposed to be conversations. I feel like we could have had something, some sort of like yeah. I don't know what would have come out of the Izzy and Johnny conversation, really, because mm-hmm. you know it is what it is there. But I also didn't expect him to go in on her the way that he did. Like, we're not used to having these types of conversations. We're used to these conversations that these people have with the other people they kind of connected with to create more drama for the couples. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we've seen like the Shane and Shana conversation where that grew some more drama between him and who's he with natalie i can't remember her name but that created that drama we had the micah and kwame conversation that created more drama between him and chelsea we need those types of conversations and we didn't get any of those yeah and there could have been so much potential between the conversation with uche and lydia because they have that history already these are yeah. two people who only had sex with each other three months ago and dated each other. There's already that drama there and that backstory there. This could have been something good. And it wasn't. Nope. And I don't think this conversation with Milton is going to be any better. Because, yeah, we see that they're going to have a conversation at the end of the episode. But yeah. that's where it ends. And I don't think it's going to be any better. Because I think two things here i think he's gonna a defend lydia obviously as one really should be gonna defend lydia and number two i don't think milton has the maturity to have these conversations with somebody like uche he can barely have the maturity level to have conversations with lydia so i don't know how it's gonna go but I don't think it's going to go well. It's going to be this person who, let's face it, he is intelligent. He can present himself fairly well in most cases. And he can articulate himself well. And that's not to take away from Milton because he is also intelligent. But he's also 24 years old. And you can tell he's 24 years old. So uh, I think he's, I think he, he's, I think it might, I think he might be able to handle it well. I mean, I was we'll see. with when he like walked in with Uchi and Lydia, but then I, I, I do believe he knows how to present himself well in with, uh, older people or mm. with higher authority, like Uche in a sense. Like maybe obviously he comes very authoritative because of his workplace. I think, you know, I think he might, I think he might come off more professional in that conversation. Who knows? Maybe. Um, I just think, like, when I see, 
and I and I partially put this on on Lydia. I think she gets off on the fact that he's younger than her. Um, I call her Jessica 2.0 at this point because she constantly has to talk about his age, the way Jessica mm-hmm. did in the first season with that dude whose name I can't remember. Um, but I think I just kind of always go back to when Lydia is having this conversation with him about Uche back in the pods and how he's just, there's a way to know that you're processing and I can understand you're processing, but the man clear out, shut down. And mm, I, I don't know. I don't know if I could handle something like that. If someone that I'm with just completely shuts down because you have to know how to talk about things. Mm-hmm. So maybe, yes, he'll be different with Uche because that is not Lydia. It's not someone that he's too concerned with and too concerned about in the same way mm-hmm. as Lydia. So maybe mm-hmm. he'll handle it better, but we'll see. We'll see. But I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I still don't think it'll be very constructive but yeah, either way. Mm-hmm. But anyway. <laughs> I think that's it. That's it for episode seven. So as I don't know if we've actually, I don't think I've mentioned, I, did, I didn't mention in the beginning of the episode because I did my intro um, separate from this that you'll get the, we'll be doing the the last batch of episodes, the last episode from the batch that we got on Friday. We'll be doing that together again as well. But I think that's it. Do you have any other thoughts? No, no, I, I literally, I don't, I just need, I just need more drama. Like I just need, I need more context because yeah. there's only two couples. That's like, the part that I feel like production really failed on. Yeah. We could have added, you know, that we know that they have more couples mm-hmm. that get together um, yeah. in this. So you're really trying to tell me, okay, we we started with three, which is already a low number than what we normally get. We usually get five, I think. And we already start with a really low number. Then we don't even get one of those couples making it past Cancun. So now we're down to two. Yeah. It's not enough. And let's be very real here. No one gives a flying fuck about wedding dress shopping or, or tux shopping. No one cares. It's going to be so fucking boring. But I do think, I do hear that there's supposed to be some drama with that. I don't know. So that'd be a first. But honestly, if people want to watch people picking out dresses, they just watch Say Yes to the Dress. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't particularly like watching that. So it's going to be slow and dead unless there really is drama but we, same, don't, we don't even get to see the dress they say yes to it's always different it hasn't happened yet no but like i'm saying like even in the previous uh seasons mm-hmm. it's like whatever they say yes to it's always a different like, dress yeah i know like, i never noticed it before until last season when listening to reality gaze and they were covering it Mm-hmm. And they they made that mention of they're always a different dress. I'm like, oh my god, you're right. It always is a different dress. Like I yeah. never noticed. And I'm like, why do that? <laughs> At least like even with again, I compare this with Married First Sight because that is the same people who do this show. The the dress they pick is a dress we see. Like I don't understand. 
um, why it's different here. But yeah, even, even Married at First Sight, I hate watching that too. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't care. So, and then we only have two couples, you know, they're going to drag it out. So they kind of oh, dragged God. out the meetings with the parents and whatever. Yeah. It was dragged out because we only have two couples. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we'll see. Hopefully it picks up. And even the weddings, that's going to get dragged out because there's only two couples. Yeah. There, like there's no way that there could be a cliffhanger, but they probably will make it happen. Oh, they're going to have a cliffhanger. Wait, no, wait. It's episode 10 is the reunion, I think. Yeah, and this is episode 7? Yeah. So we have 8, 9. Yeah. So then, But I know, like, I know we don't know who got married yet, so. Oh, you know you don't. Oh, so we don't know yet. Yeah. Also, maybe they're, the reunion is going to get released separately. Because we usually see it, but maybe it's like I, I usually see on the episode list, but I didn't actually see anything past 10. But maybe it's going to sneak up after. We'll see. Or maybe they're going to try and do a live one again, which I don't think you should try to do that again. That was, I didn't watch during the live because um, I was watching Night of Fiance, so I wasn't actually watching the live last season. But I heard. I heard everyone heard. I'm like, what's happening? And then I remember again, going back to reality gaze here. I was, they were going to cover it live too. They were going to do a YouTube live covering it live. And then they were going to do like a separate episode after. So I didn't actually watch that either, but I watched that after the fact. And you kind of see them sitting there being like, what's happening? Why is it coming on? What's going on? And it, was a complete disaster. So hopefully they don't do that again. But I wouldn't be surprised if they tried. I wouldn't be surprised if they tried. But it was... The thing is, it's not even live. It was still pre-recorded. No, but it was supposed to be live. Remember, they had an issue with the live because people crashed Netflix. Yeah, so then I and so then what they just recorded it and they just recorded it. it. Yeah, they recorded it. Yeah, so yeah, but that's what they ended up doing because it just didn't work. But that wasn't the intent. The intent was for it to be live, and Mm -hmm. that's not how it turned out. The only thing that I guess would have been pre-recorded was her conversation with Jackie and Josh because they were cowards and weren't there. But um, that's the only thing that was meant to be pre-recorded. The actual reunion wasn't supposed to be but that's why they're like okay you know hang tight with us we're gonna record this and we're gonna release it out to you guys as soon as possible that's you know it came out the next day yeah pointless they should never do it again but we'll see so if you like what you heard please share reality tea times two with everyone in your life that's gonna help with our growth And we really want to grow this podcast. Another way you can grow it is by also rating and reviewing us on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. The links to those podcast links to the Spotify and Apple Podcasts will be in the show notes. You can find us on any of your favorite 
podcast apps, but if there is an app that you don't see us on that you want to see us on, please let me know and I can get that up on my podcast app. If you are an avid YouTube user, you can listen to this podcast on YouTube by going to Reality Times 2. If you want to connect with us, you can do so by connecting with us on either Facebook at Reality Tea Times 2 or Instagram and threads at Reality Tea Times 2 Podcast. You can also email us. We would love to hear from you. If you want to guest on the podcast at some point, whether we talk about your favorite show or just get to know each other, you can email us at realitytimes2 at hotmail.com and you can make that request and we can talk and we can figure that out. So you can email us at that email. We have a new website where you can get links to everything. You can get links to our Facebook page, Instagram page, threads, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everything your hearts desire, as well as we do now have a Discord. So you can you can follow us and talk to us on the Discord app. You can get all of that information at the website. And the website is www.solo.to forward slash reality t times two. I also have a new podcast with my friend Mikkel called Next Take Podcast. And you can either listen to us at YouTube at the link that's going to be in the show notes. I believe that is Next Take Podcast. And you can also go to our website there. You can have all the links to all of our social medias, email, everything. Our episodes as well will be at the website, which is www.solo.to forward slash next take podcast. All of the information, everything that I have just said will be in our show notes. Well, that's it for now, guys. Thanks. Bye.